You are Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast on the Mississippi State Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Hell State Nation? Welcome into Locked On Mississippi State, your daily podcast dedicated to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I am your host, Taylor Jones. Locked On Mississippi State is a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Monday, which means our show today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you will get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Got a handful of things to get into today. Uh, Auburn uh, defeating Mississippi State on Saturday in football, 24-10. A lot of uh, can of worms to open with that one. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, State's basketball game on Saturday. Uh, Very exciting affair at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, part of Holiday Hoops Giving. They fell to Dayton, 85-82, falling to 3-3 on the season. But uh, a lot of good things to take away from that one. A few things to take away from the football game. A lot has happened since Saturday, really. Uh, We're going to dig into what happened on Saturday. Also, uh, a little bit of what happened yesterday uh, because of the game. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's a lot to get into. Mississippi State uh, coming back on the field for the first time and. Uh, a little over two weeks, and first time that they've been at home in over a month, and it was just uh, it, it was an interesting football game to say the least. Uh, not a lot of things going right. Uh, a lot of people, including myself, felt that uh, the progress that they had made over the last couple of games kind of got wiped away when the Missouri game got postponed last week. It's now going to be played this week. As far as we know, it's going to be played this week. But uh, still still a handful of things to uh, take away from that. Uh, Locked on Mississippi State, you can find us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Locked on Miss State, Locked on M-I-S-S-S-T. You can send us an email, Locked on Mississippi State at gmail.com. You can also shoot us a text message or leave us a voicemail. That number to do so is 662-338-4993. Again, 662-338-4993. You can uh, either text us or send us a voicemail. We look forward to hearing from you and interacting with you as well. So Mississippi State uh, playing a pretty tight game there until the fourth quarter when Auburn seemed to pull away and the final score was 24-10 in favor of the Tigers. It was a... uh, uh, I guess a relieving win for Auburn and Auburn fans. Uh, first time that they didn't get absolutely shellacked and uh, in, in the first time in a couple of weeks. It was a win that was so big over a 2-7 and seven Mississippi State team that Gus Malzahn uh, decided he wanted to dance in the locker room, try to boost the morale of his players. But he got back to the Plains on Sunday and uh, found out he didn't have a job anymore. That's right. Gus Malzahn, after eight seasons on the Plains, is no longer the head coach of the Auburn University football team. That news coming uh, early yesterday afternoon, about uh, about lunchtime, I think, is when, uh, when it was uh, made official that Gus Malzahn was no longer the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. 
He uh, finishes, uh, trying to find that record, 68-34 and 34 since taking over for Gene Chizik in 2013. And a handful of things that he did over his career at Auburn. Uh, he had the, uh, the the deflection, the tip game in 2013. He was the head coach of the team when they had the kick six over Alabama. That game uh, also being played in 2013 took Auburn to the national championship game. Uh, coach Nick Marshall, uh, Trey Mason, uh, some really good players on that team uh, brought them to the national championship. Had a, had a national championship in hand, but lost uh, within the last few seconds against Florida State. And uh, he also had the uh, two wins in back-to-back weeks over Georgia and Alabama back in 2017. Took the team to the SEC championship game. He also leaves uh, following the game on Saturday. He leaves with a five and three record over Mississippi State. So uh, Gus Malzahn, no longer the head coach at Auburn University, uh, probably one of the more successful tenures that an Auburn coach has had in quite some time. There, I know Tommy Tuberville got let go in 2008. Gene Chizik uh, was the coach from 2009 to 2012, I believe. And he was let go after a three and nine season. Gus Malzahn leaves with a six and four year, and I think a lot of the reason that fans were a little excited for him to go, and I know us state fans and a lot of other fans that aren't in the SEC are probably thinking, why would you let him go? And and it's got nothing to do with the pandemic. I mean, the buyout is is insane. It really is. He signed a, a big contract extension in 2017 after he beat number one Georgia and then turned around to beat number one Alabama. Took the team to the SEC championship game, signed a seven-year extension worth $49 million. He was in year three of that, so he is owed $21.45 million. He'll receive half of that within the next 30 days. He will get the remaining half of that in uh, monthly installments over the next four years. So during a pandemic, that's pretty bad. It It is. That's that. That's a, a, a tough bill to pay. But uh, a lot of people outside of the SEC wondering why something like that would have happened. You know, you're looking at uh, Kevin Sumlin, for instance. He was just let go at Arizona. He uh, couldn't get it done in Arizona. I'm sure the Wildcats would love to have him out there in the Pac-12. Uh, I feel like he could win a lot of football games in the Pac-12. He could probably recruit very well. I don't know uh, what you know what kind of recruiting ground he has in uh, California or you know really on the West Coast. But he knows Texas pretty well from his time at Arkansas. So uh, I feel like uh, recruiting-wise, maybe a pretty good move to uh, at least uh, give him a call <laughs> if you're Arizona. But, uh, yeah, just a, a a very weird turn of events. I know a lot of Auburn fans have been upset with him for a long time. They feel like he hasn't really adapted uh, since the 2013 season. They really feel that he really hasn't done anything spectacular since then. Uh, supposedly this offensive guru, but uh, things really haven't gone well, especially since I would say probably uh, 2016, I think, was the one year that everybody's like, you know, hey, we we really need to consider this. 2017 was a pretty good year for them, but 18, 19, and now 20. Um, I think the thing that got him last week, uh, the comment that pushed everybody over the edge, was the uh, having four losses being a solid year. And that's not a solid year at Auburn. <laughs> when you're in the same state with Alabama, you're big rivals with Georgia, you're competing for recruits and all of that, those players aren't going to want to hear, hey, we're going to lose four games this year, and that's going to be a pretty solid year. 
So I think that's what uh, Auburn fans were wanting. That was what uh, Alan Green, the athletic director at uh, Auburn, wanted uh, to um, kind of uh, go in another direction. I don't know what the best direction that would be. I think Auburn fans, no matter what happens, are going to be disappointed because I feel like Malzahn was the best option that they could get at this particular moment. And when you see a list of the candidates, we're about to run down some of the candidates that we got from uh, ESPN.com, Alex Scarborough, uh, putting those out there. You're probably going to be thinking the same thing. Uh, Hugh Freeze, of course, being one of them. Uh, Hugh Freeze uh, runs that same style of offense that I think Auburn wants to try to do and can kind of recruit to. Uh, Lane Kiffin being, uh, of course, mentioned for that job. Figured he would stay at Ole Miss for a little while longer, maybe try to get something a little bigger. I don't really know. Um, Billy Napier at uh, UL Lafayette. Uh, of course, that's an attractive name, but is he ready for that SEC job? Uh, I don't really know. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian looking to get back into the head coaching game. He actually uh, coached Alabama in the Iron Bowl. They blew out Auburn. Uh, maybe that was his audition. A lot of people thought that was his audition for South Carolina, but South Carolina elected to go in another direction with Shane Beamer from Oklahoma and son of former Virginia Tech head coach Frank Beamer. And then there's Mario Cristobal. Mario Cristobal, he uh, was the head coach at Florida International for a while. He left that job and uh, went to Alabama, part of that uh, rehab program that Nick Saban's got uh, down the road in Tuscaloosa. Now he's the head coach at Oregon. Still feel like he hasn't really been proven a lot, but a lot of people are saying that is the front runner for that Auburn job. That's going to be interesting. If he does get hired, um, you know, hopefully this is his second shot at you know being a head coach. He's already got his second shot now at Oregon but they really haven't done anything to impress uh, so far. They are in the Pac-12 championship game. That was pretty much by default. Uh, Coach Jimmy Lake in Washington, they weren't able to compete. Oregon will now be taking on uh, Colorado in the Pac-12 championship game coming up this week. But again, that's the front runner, Mario Cristobal of uh, Oregon. So it's going to be interesting to follow that over the uh, next couple of days, especially with signing day coming up on Wednesday. It's, it's going to be interesting. It really is. If you want more information on uh, head coach Gus Malzahn getting fired, uh, possibly some head coaching candidates, be sure to, when you uh, get finished listening to this podcast, go over to Locked on Auburn. My friend Zach Blackerby, he's already got a podcast up about it. He did one yesterday following the news. So all the information on head coach Gus Malzahn's firing is over at Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by Coors Light. Coors Light is there for you when you need that moment to chill. We all feel like we need to be on 24-7. There's so many things going on. There's work issues. You've got friends to take care of, family to be around. So many social issues that you just need some time to unwind after a while. And Coors Light is there for you because Coors Light is made to chill. And the best way to enjoy a cold Coors Light is is to just sit on the couch, crack open that uh, Rocky Mountain Blue, and uh, find a game to watch. There's so many sports that are being played right now. College football is uh, starting to wind down, but bowl season will be happening soon. Conference championship games are happening this weekend. College basketball is uh, underway, and there's a lot of great games that are on. So sit down on the couch, find that game to watch, regardless if it's Mississippi State or not, and crack open that cold Coors Light. And if you just want to chill so bad, 
that you don't want to go outside of your house to your apartment or whatever to go get Coors Light, hey, that's okay. Coors Light's going to take care of you. You can find out more information on that by visiting get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Coming up in segment number two, we're going to break down the Auburn game a little longer, and I'm not done with Auburn fans just yet. You're going to hear exactly what I'm talking about coming up in segment number two. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. This is Locked On Mississippi State on a Monday. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Use the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. You will get 20% off your next order. So we talked a little bit there in that first segment. Head coach Gus Malzahn taking his uh, final dance in the uh, Mississippi State visiting locker room on Saturday night after they defeated the Bulldogs 24-10 got back home on uh, Sunday morning and found out about lunchtime that he did not have a job anymore. And again, if you're looking for more information on that, uh, please go check out my friend Zach Blackerby at Locked On Auburn. He will uh, definitely uh, give you all the information that you need regarding uh, head coach Gus Malzahn and his firing. So Mississippi State falling to 2-7 and seven on the year after falling to Auburn 24-10. Auburn uh, finished the regular season with a 6-4 and four record. Uh, taking a look at some of the big stats, Will Rogers, 30-51 of 51 for 221 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He outthrew Bo Nix, who uh, completed less than half of his passes, 15-32 of 32 for 125 yards and a touchdown. The big day uh, for Auburn came on the ground with Tank Bixby. Tank Bixby... Uh, rushing for 192 yards on 26 carries, no touchdowns. Bo Nix was the only uh, player that got a rushing touchdown in the game over Mississippi State. Dylan Johnson, five carries for 30 yards. Jaden Wally, he had eight catches for 100 yards. Uh, He didn't get a touchdown, though. Austin Williams uh, caught the lone touchdown of the night through the air for Mississippi State. Seth uh, Williams for Auburn had three catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Now, that name, Seth Williams, we're going to come back to him in just a second because I uh, want to get something off my chest, and uh, I don't know if it'll humble any Auburn fans out there, but uh, we've got to give one of our players some more credit than he's getting deserve, than he uh, deserves um, on uh, social media. He's getting hounded on social media right now for something that happened on Saturday, and I want to uh, kind of speak for him and give him a little bit more credit than what he is getting right now on social media. Taking a look on the defensive side of the ball, Errol Thompson uh, had 12 tackles on the night. Owen Papo for Auburn with nine tackles. Taking a look at some uh, notes from the game, Will Rogers, he was 30 of 51 for 221 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. He was the first Bulldog to complete at least 30 passes in four straight games. He also has the most passing yards in the season by a freshman since Wayne Matkin had 100 or uh, 1,532 yards in 1998. Uh, Rodgers has 1,533. It's also the most passing attempts by a state freshman quarterback since Wesley Carroll completed 280 or uh, he threw for 280 passes in 2007. He also threw two interceptions in the game, which snapped an impressive streak of 177 attempts without throwing an interception. So uh, Will Rogers, again, having another good game, minus the interceptions, but he continues to grow as a quarterback. Jaden Wally, 
another freshman that we need to talk about. He is now the freshman record holder with 562 receiving yards. He is also the uh, second true freshman to have over 500 yards receiving in a uh, season. That was uh, Marty McDoyle. He was the first one to do it. He's also the uh, first freshman to have three 100-yard games in the same season, so Jaden Wiley being a key target for Will Rogers. And the good news about that is both of them are freshmen, so we're going to have them for a little while longer, thank goodness. Osiris Mitchell, he was the 12th Bulldog to have a or 100 career catches. He's now up to 101. On the defensive side of the ball, Errol Thompson, that was his 300th career tackle. Uh, he's the first bo- uh, Bulldog to hit that milestone since Mario Hagan did it when he played from 1998 to 2002. And all of that information coming from uh, the great folks at the Mississippi State uh, Sports Information Department. So now we're going to go back to uh, Seth Williams. Seth Williams, three catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, not a bad stat line there, right? Uh, the big thing to take away from what Seth Williams did on Saturday is the thing that just is blowing up all over social media. And quite frankly, I don't think that Martin Emerson is uh, is is worthy of all that. I really don't think so. You're probably thinking, yeah, we all saw what happened. We all saw the video. I was at Davis Wade Stadium. I saw the game on, uh, I saw the highlights on Sports Center afterwards. I saw it on Twitter. You probably saw where him and Seth Williams were jawing back and forth against each other, which happened not just with those two, but with a lot of different players. There were some hard hits that were out there delivered by both teams. It was just a hard hitting, very physical game. That didn't really, it it really wasn't indicative of how the game really went. It was a very sloppy game for both teams, and both teams wanted to try to make it a little bit more interesting than the game actually was. But uh, and 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 of course, you know where I'm going with this. Seth Williams, uh, he was you know jawing back and forth with Martin Emerson, and Martin Emerson got beat. It was uh, a, a touchdown pass late in the ball game. Martin Emerson got beat right after the ESPN camera showed that he was uh, talking to uh, to Seth Williams, and they were uh, kind of trash-talking back and forth. Emerson ended up getting beat. But let me tell you, Auburn fans are going to give Martin Emerson crap about that. Uh, those that have nothing to do with Mississippi State, I'm talking about you, Lane Kiffin, are going to give Martin Emerson crap about that. A lot of Auburn fans are saying, oh, well, you know, that was a great catch by Seth Williams. He showed him real quick. Seth Williams is Martin Emerson's daddy. No, he's not. And let me tell you why. I know there's probably not a single Auburn fan out there listening, but let me tell you something here. Seth Williams, this great receiver that has made so many awesome catches through his career, has bailed Bo Nix out of so much in the last two years has not really been that impressive in the last couple of games. He hasn't. Uh, the last two games before the Mississippi State game where Auburn got blown out of the stadium, he had three catches against AM for 51 yards. The game before that against Alabama, again, embarrassed at Bryant-Denny Stadium, three catches for 17 yards. At Tennessee, he had five catches for 52 yards. Those were his stats three games prior to the game against Mississippi State. His three worst games of the year, his fourth worst game of the year, came on Saturday against State. Uh, Three catches for 57 yards. 
And then his worst game of the year, he had three catches for 34 yards. So that's that's a pretty important stat. But that's not to just talk about the lack of catches that Seth Williams has had. The big stat to take away from this game that makes Martin Emerson look incredible and makes him look like one of the best corners in the SEC, which he is, by the way, is that Seth Williams caught three passes. Do you know how many times he was targeted? 11. That is under 33% of the balls that were thrown his way that Seth Williams was able to bring down. Blame that on Bo Nix. Blame that on Auburn's offensive line. Blame that on Seth Williams himself. But when you catch three of the 11 passes that are thrown to you, you're nobody's daddy. If anything, Martin Gears. Do you understand, Auburn fans? Yeah. Three of 11. He ain't nobody's daddy. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I saw that all over social media Saturday night. I saw it all day Sunday. Go find you a new coach, okay? We're, we're going to be fine with Martin Emerson. Coming up in segment number three, we are going to recap Mississippi State's basketball game, a very exciting game that unfortunately did not go State's way. They fall in double overtime to Dayton in holiday hoops giving uh, in Atlanta. So we're going to have uh, much more of that coming up in segment number three. This is Locked On Mississippi State, your team every day. We hope that you are having a wonderful Monday. We are on today's episode of Locked On Mississippi State. Today's show is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar out there. That is Built Bar. Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors. All bars are covered 100% in chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. They're perfect for the health-conscious guy and perfect for those on the keto diet. And You're probably thinking to yourself, there's no way that a protein bar that's covered 100% in chocolate and soft and easy to chew is perfect for those that are health-conscious. They are, and let me tell you why. Well, uh, take, for instance, the peanut butter bar. The peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Yeah, yeah, that's only one bar. Hey, the cookies and cream, which is my personal favorite, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. That's just a brief selection of the 18 amazing flavors they have, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, raspberry, German chocolate, orange, coconut, peanut butter brownie, and the cherry bar. See, that's just a handful of the flavors that you have in Built Bar. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. My favorite deal that they have at BuiltBar.com is the 18-bar deal, when you can get uh, six bars of three different flavors. Just pick three that you think you'll like, and uh, there you go. And if you like a certain flavor, if you like all three flavors, keep ordering that. If you're thinking, ah, these Built Bars are so good, I'm going to order some more, you can do that the next time out. And you can still use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at Built Bar. Again, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcast all this week. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in for the preview of the Memphis Grizzlies. 
How will John Morant do in year two in Memphis? It's going to be very interesting to see. I'm looking forward to listening to what the guys at Locked On NBA have to say about the local Grizzlies. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into segment number three of Locked On Mississippi State. Talked a little bit about uh, Mississippi State football's loss to Auburn over the weekend. We're now going to put that game behind us, move on to Mississippi State basketball. The men fell to Dayton in Atlanta, part of Holiday Hoops giving on Saturday, 85-82. to To uh, the Dayton Flyers, Dayton needed two overtimes to put the dogs away. A uh, great game for Mississippi State, three, uh, three great players uh, had big games for State, and of course, they're the three that you're uh, thinking about. D.J. Stewart, Iverson Molinar, Tolu Smith. D.J. Stewart had 32 points against Dayton, Iverson Molinar with 20, Tolu Smith with 13. State led 39-33 at halftime, and they had to come back from a 59-53 deficit with about 3-11 remaining to send the game to overtime at 64-64. They had a 72-69 lead within the final minute of the first overtime, but Dayton's R.J. Blakeney hit a a three-pointer with about 16 seconds left in the first overtime to force a second overtime. So it was a a pretty good game going back and forth. State just couldn't quite get over the hump. Free throw shooting, a lot of the issue there. But I think it's definitely something that they can overcome. So that uh, loss to Dayton moves the Bulldogs to 3-3 on the year. Next up for Mississippi State is Wednesday. They'll host Central Arkansas at the hump. That game tipping off at 7 o'clock on SEC Network+. Plus. You can also listen to that game on the Mississippi State Radio Network. Neil Price will have the call of that game again tipping off at 7 o'clock on Wednesday against the Central Arkansas Bears. You can listen to Mississippi State basketball on uh, these stations, WKBB 100.9 Super Talk Mississippi out of Starkville, WFCA 107.9 out of French Camp, WABO 105.5 out of Waynesboro, and WOHT 92.3 out of Grenada. And of course, if you're not in Mississippi or if you're nowhere near either one of those stations, uh, go to hellstate.com. You can uh, find an affiliate closest to you, but if you aren't around uh, Mississippi, uh, you can also uh, listen to Neil Price and the Mississippi State Radio Network on the TuneIn Radio app. One more football game in the regular season coming up on Saturday. We'll preview that game tomorrow with Coach Mike Leach with his press conference review, as we always do on uh, Tuesdays. The Missouri Tigers coming into town to close out the 2020 regular season. So be sure to tune into tomorrow's show for a full recap of uh, Coach Leach's press conference. going to be meeting with the media a little later this afternoon, and we'll have the full recap on tomorrow's show. But in the meantime, have a great day, everyone. Hell State, we'll talk again soon.